Good afternoon. Welcome to this edition of the Richard Urban Show. I'm your host, Richard Urban, coming to you from historic Harpers Ferry, West Virginia. We bring you news and views from God's point of view. Today, we're very happy to have on Lila Johnson for part eight of our series on absolute sexual ethics. Hi, Lila. Hey, Richard. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And um, so we're continuing our series, as I said, on uh, the speech by Reverend Sumya Moon on the family rooted in absolute yeah. sexual ethics, which is the model for God's absoluteness, peace, and ideal, and the global kingdom. Right. So, did an in introduction? Did you want to say anything about yourself there? Oh yeah, um, yeah. My name is Lila Johnson. I'm here in Pennsylvania. I have um, six kids. Um, wow. They're all uh, homeschooled from the beginning. Um, my husband thought that, you know, when we have our first daughter, when she was first, uh, first year, uh, one year old, my husband right away thought like, all right, we're going to homeschool, you know? And based on that, I think God was just guiding us to, you know, I'm from the Philippines. And um, even though I'm a certified teacher in the Philippines, but I never, this is America, this is, you know, so I never did any teachings here, but then God was just guiding me, guiding us, because when we moved to in Indiana, our neighbor was a very good Christian person, like family. They have a homeschooling, they homeschool all their kids. They have like eight or nine kids. And every Wednesday she would invite me. And these were like, my kids were very small, like, you know, before before, uh, you know, before school kids, like six, before they're around five years old. My oldest was five years old. So she invited us to come and do some homeschooling. And then from that time, I thought like, oh, that's doable. You know, so God give, give me a taste like, okay, it's doable, some inspiration, encouragement. So that's how we get into homeschooling. That's yes, great. We, yeah, we are here in Pennsylvania. Maybe sometime you have to come on and talk just about that. All right. <laughs> So I'm going to share this, uh, share the screen now, and we're going to um, have the reading. Ladies and gentlemen, you should form families that God will miss and yearn to return to after he has been away. He should feel comfortable to visit your home, like any parent coming to visit his or her children. This is what it means to live in service to God. Within such a family, God is a vertical subject partner of your conscience, and your conscience is a vertical subject partner of your body. Thus, unity with God brings your mind and body into unity. Family members who have established that vertical axis can perfect the four realms of love and heart, parental love, conjugal love, children's love, and siblings love. That family links all directions, up and down, front and rear, right and left, they revolve around each other in everlasting spherical motion. This is God's eternal model, ideal family, which expands to ideal model nations and his peace kingdom. If only the entire world were filled with such true families, it would be an orderly world where people govern themselves by the heavenly way and heavenly laws, with no need for lawyers, prosecutors, or even judges. Who would be most fully aware of your good and bad deeds? It would be your grandparents, your parents, your spouse, and your children. Is there anything that cannot be resolved within the family? When parents and children, husband and wife, 
an elder and younger sibling set an example of living for the sake of one another, how could they do anything unforgivable? What reason would they have to commit crimes? A world governed by the heavenly way and heavenly laws is a natural world, an unobstructed world of truth and pure reason. It is a world at the high noon of absolute values where there are no dark shadows. Distinguished ladies and gentlemen, our bondage to the lineage of Satan has caused so much suffering throughout history. Let us now boldly step forward to sever it and be grafted onto the root of the lineage of the true parents. Why should we foolishly continue to live and die as wild olive trees? A wild olive tree, even if it lives a thousand years, will only continue producing the seeds of more wild olive trees. Where can we find the path to escape this vicious cycle? It is through the Holy Blessing. The Holy Blessing ceremony offers the grace of being grafted onto the true olive tree. It was instituted by the true parents who bring God's true lineage to humankind. Once you change your lineage to God's lineage, your offspring will belong to God's lineage naturally. The Holy Blessing is received in three stages, rebirth, resurrection, and eternal life. These marriages contribute to the enormous task of transcending the barriers of race, culture, nationality, ethnicity, and religion into creating one family of humankind. In God's sight, skin color makes no difference. God does not recognize national borders. God does not stand behind the barriers of religion and culture. They are nothing more than the devil's tricks. The devil has used them to rule over humanity as a false parent for tens of thousands of years. You have the mission to teach the members of your families and clans that perfecting a life of absoluteness in the marriage relationship through the international cross-cultural marriage blessing is the ultimate means to establish a peaceful ideal world here on earth. Your families and clans should all join the holy ranks of those participating in the marriage blessing ceremony based on the perfection of absolute sexual purity. Ladies and gentlemen, the path is now wide open for you to change your lineage through the holy wine ceremony that the true parents have instituted. The blessing is yours, either as newlywed couples or as already married couples that you may establish true families. So that ends our reading from the speech on absolute sexual ethics by Reverend Sung Myung Moon. So, would like to get your comments on that. All right, the, the you know, uh, the last part, right, that reminds me of um, the, when he was talking about the international marriages, right? It, it overcomes the religious barriers, racial barriers, and all those things. That, make, that made me think of um, some, like, early couples, the 30,000 couples of the Filipino and Japanese. Because Japanese, they conquered the Philippines, right, and during World War. So I hear that during the war, they will just throw the baby out and then, you know, reach this, the, their, their sword and do like that with the oh baby. Oh, my gosh. And so a lot of those um, grandparents, when the, the Japanese brothers, husbands visited the Philippines, I heard some stories that they could not come into their houses, you know, because those grandparents, the grandmas, 
they experienced that war and they saw what happened. So that resent the resentment was still there, so still alive. And so, but then later on, when those families have kids and they come and visit, they are more welcoming, you know, because now this is like half Japanese and half Filipino, you know, right. and that's their blood, you know. So it really, it cannot, it's really literally father is so so wise and so smart to do this international marriages because it did really overcome like substantially all those pain and the past resentments of the Filipinos to the Japanese, um, you know, during the war. So that, that, that made me think of that, you know? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, ultimately that's really the only method. It is a method that, True Father, Reverend Moon put forward to make world peace, literally yes. loving your enemy. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah, it, it just takes, it takes some time because even just the culture like me and my husband, for example, like for an Asian and, you know, Asian and uh, American, just the culture itself, forget about man and woman and culture, you know, it's, it's, it's a big aspect, aspect that we need to overcome, you know, so it took it took us a long time to adjust like for me you know we're still in we're still you know growing and adjusting and all these things but it's part of, of growing and becoming you know more and more your heart become more and more big or loving you know and accepting and opening to another culture another personality yes i i agree with that yeah wow yeah also, I wanted to say something about the you know in the first um, the first the first paragraph it was saying something about the mutual fidelity like love and respect between parents and children, and the mutual fidelity and love between husband and wife. So, because I know there's like a Christian there's which is also good like there's a Christian book about love and respect of husband and wife. Yeah. But I think what Father mentioned here is even better because. The love and respect is between parents and children. So you have to love your love and respect between parents and children and mutual fidelity and love between husband and wife. So it's 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 a two different realm, two different kinds of, you know, two different uh, with the parents and children you have to love and respect, but then with the husband and wife, it is fidelity and love you know yes so yeah i know there's a christian book about love and respect yeah the seminars about love and respect which is which is good but i think it is it has to be uh mutual fidelity and love you know between husband and wife because as a husband and wife you have to be you have to keep your purity and you know when you have to keep your sexuality only for your husband and your wife, but then there's all, at the same time there's love and love and respect between parents and children. Yeah, I agree. I mean, pretty much, if you want to boil down all the troubles of the world, you could pretty well boil them down essentially, or a good portion of them to the, you know, lack of fidelity between husband and wife, you know, yes. or, or 
you know, relationships that are outside of marriage, all those kind of uh, things. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, Stacy and I on the on the holiday, the foundation for Unified Nation of Earth, we were watching Gone with the Wind, and I don't I think have. I've ever seen the whole thing. It's you know, for those that watches this epic 1939. Yeah, I think like, I watched that movie before. I forgot exactly what it is, but yeah. <laughs> well, there's this lady, Scarlett O'Hara, and she's like the, you know, ever, you know, player woman. And then her, her beau, Brett, who's uh, uh, Rhett, Rhett Butler, is, you know, the kind of man like that. And, you know, ultimately, that's basically what the whole movie is. I mean, it is about the Civil War, but as far yeah. as the other thing, that's what it's about bad sex, bad, bad relationships, unfaithfulness. Uh-huh. But you know, the whole thing is kind of um, kind of exemplary of that, you know, exemplifying that. You were talking about like, you can get that a lot in the family. And I think there's like, you know, like the, because earlier father was talking about um, um, what you can, what you experience in the family, you experience it in the world, right? It's like, like for example, he was saying something about the grandparents, like you know you know you do not need a judge you do not need um you know lawyer you know because within your family you know exactly what did your brother and sister did you know because my kids i have six kids and they they know exactly what's happening so if if, you know it is me who did something like you know like mommy was not right or something they'll be looking at me then of course i have to be humble to receive and say, oh yeah, that was my mistake, you know, mm-hmm. that was my mistake, or that was that was not right. Whatever I did was not right. Or if it's their brother or sister, they know exactly. They will be like pointing, it is him, you know, it is Caleb or it is Yangi or you know. So they know exactly who's who in the in the family. Of course, sometimes also because of, you know, uh, their immaturity. They sometimes because of their emotion or feeling. They might say, okay, it's him, but it's not. It's really them, you know. <laughs> like, well, right. other people, but it is really them. But yeah, within the realm, you know, you can, it is, it is the brother and sister love. You can learn that in the family and, uh, you know, the respect for each other. You can learn that in the family. And I am grateful that. I have a big family. I thought I always tell my kids that you can learn a lot from your siblings, you know, and to be forgiving and to be loving. You have a lot of practice within the family before you go out, you know, before you go out in the, you know, outside the family. But at least in that family, you already have a lot of practice, you know. Yeah, it's great. You have six children. That's great. Yeah, I mean, you get a lot. uh, uh, Also, father's mentioning about you know, the various gates of heaven. Like if you had 12 children, you get the 12, 12 gates yeah, of heaven. Yeah, different personalities, right? Because yeah, the different kids have totally different personalities. That's what I always tell myself, you know, I, I feel like God is giving me a lot of kids because I'm very patient, you know? <laughs> I have, I don't have a lot of patience. I feel like God is teaching me how to be patient through my kids. And then also in the, uh, here, you know, uh, Father Moon saying about, the um boldly changing your lineage so Mm. that's you know about the marriage blessing ceremony you know that you change your lineage from Mm -hmm. satan's to god's lineage did you have any thoughts about that yes um i 
I myself, I was blessed three times. You know, I was blessed in 30,000 couples and it did not work. You know, the, there was like a lot of persecution at the time. In I was matched to a Japanese brother and then I was matched to a uh, um, Spanish brother in 1995. And then I was matched, I was blessed to my husband on uh, uh, 1997. Wow. So, but I was very clear about were you in the RFK Stadium blessing? Yes. Uh huh. So you were there. Yeah, we were there. You know. Wow, that's actually that's my old neighborhood. And that was very hard for me because I was very idealistic. You know, I so believe in the blessing. You know, there's no divorce. <laughs> so that's why I joined when I was like uh, 17 years old. You know. Wow. And so I believe it's like I have that was my education. Our education is just like there is no divorce, and this is very ideal. So give give us like all these ideals, you know. And I so believe it, you know. I was I was young, and and when this reality comes to me, I feel like oh my God, you know what happened to the ideal, you know. But my understanding of the principle, I felt like I cannot give bad joy without, you know, without having a husband. You know, I cannot fulfill the three blessing and I cannot, yeah, like you said, I cannot change my blood lineage from the satanic to engraft myself to God's lineage if I do not do this. So even if it was very painful to join to another, another blessing, I tell myself like, this is it, you know, this is the only way. This is the only way I cannot like marry outside the outside, you know. Because I I understand that I cannot comfort God, I cannot change my blood lineage if I will marry outside the blessing. So yeah, that I for me I that was like my experience during the you know, just for the blessing. Wow. That's a beautiful testimony. Yeah, that 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 wow, I'm sure that was painful too. And and just to to pursue the ideal and to see you know, I especially I have met probably I've met all your children briefly, but I've met the three older ones a little more. And to see the fruit of your, you know, blessing, it's beautiful. Yeah, you can. It's like you know, you are you're grateful. You know, like you're grateful that you know you went through it. You know, and when I look back, I would not choose otherwise. You know, I will. I'm so grateful to God for just keeping me. You know, keeping me strong. And you know. Yeah, for keeping me strong because that's that's the way, you know, that's the way to go. And I think um, as a parent, that is our wish for our children, for them to have the blessing themselves, for them to experience that for themselves. And we can do our best to educate them about the blessing. We can educate, you know, educate them about, you know, um, waiting you know, keeping their purity, you know. Um, yeah, that's the first step for them, like keeping their purity, the importance of purity. And that as a gift to their future husband, you know. Um, even for me, like I was, uh, I grew up in the Philippines. Even for me growing up, I have the thought like, uh, purity should be for your future husband, you know. Like I was, I was grew up as a Catholic and that is my education, you know the purity your purity should be your gift for your husband future husband and so um these kids um, um we're hoping that they can all receive the blessing and uh, keep their purity and receive the blessing in the future. yeah i think it's crucial and 
often there can be, you know, setbacks, but in you know, like when we're seeking the blessing, but, you know, we have, there are many different, different stories too. I have an interesting story, not exactly like yours, but yeah, but we should per persevere. I mean, ab absolutely, you know, yeah. and God will bl bless us and help us and guide us. And now like I'm a grandfather for the first time and that's a, a good experience. And I know that we were in our tradition for those parents who don't know, you know, the parents are involved in, as your children are, you know, uh, seeking a spouse or you're helping them seek a spouse. And it can be very challenging. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it took a while for our daughter. No, now, I think about it was easier when father was here because he's the way he was responsible for it, right? Before I remember his speech, he said, time the day will come that you will be in trouble because, I mean, not in trouble, you will be the one who will, um, you know, he will be looking for your kids' matches and spouses, you know? That was like when I was, before I was, when he was talking about that, you know? I was like, wow, that will happen. And now, like, we are in that point that we will be the one looking for our our kids' spouses, you know, matches yeah. for them. That's right. So, and we, yeah, and I think we should keep in mind that our marriage isn't, you know, of course, it's for us and our own posterity and children, but also it, but it's centered on God. So it makes God yes. happy. And you can't be happy just by yourself. And that's mm -hmm. something that's a definitely a crisis in the United States. I don't know about like mm -hmm. the Philippines, but that, you know, so many people aren't marrying. They're not having many children. They're mm -hmm. just living together or even not, you know, having children. That's a real problem. Yeah. And also for, um, for kids, because uh, they have this thing of like, I, I have to like my husband or my future husband or wife, you know? Of course, that's important, but that is that not the main. That is not the main importance, you know. Because even for me, you know, um, when I first saw my husband, I did not like him, you know. But now I could, you know, I, I I love my husband. So I always tell my my children like that is not the barometer of like a successful marriage because some people they always like oh I'm so in love I'm just fall in love and you know all those things but later on they divorce, you know. So they're just so full in love in the beginning. Like that's why people do boyfriend and girlfriend because they're so in love. And then later on, they just fall away. Their love just fall away because God is not the center. Like, you know, God is not the anchor of that marriage. So it's different when it's God is the anchor of that marriage. Then no matter what, you always go back to God. You know, you always like when you have a fight with husband and wife, you know, you always have to go back to God, you know, that's your anchor, you know, otherwise it, I'm always like, sometimes when I just depend on my husband, you know, and if, if my husband is not centered, then we will both, you know, but if I'm centered on my God, you know, then that is very strong and that's very solid, you know, and I think that's, that is the, that should be our anchor, you know. Yeah. And, and the idea, like it's mentioning, uh, um, True Father Moon is mentioning here about the um, conscience, centering on your conscience. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's a really amazing thing. You know, your conscience is actually even closer to you than God will always, you know, guide you in, in the right direction. Yeah, I think we, you know, it's like because a lot of times 
we know exactly what we did, you know, before we even, before even our parents, you know, we, before even father said, before even God knows what you did. We know exactly what we did, you know, and it's just, are we honest enough to accept what we did, you know, because we ourselves know it, you know, even if nobody's watching or nobody's looking, we know exactly what we did, you know. Now, so I want to say something about you being grandparents, you know. Okay. Uh, that's, you know, that is really such a, you know, I'm, because I'm 50 years old and my oldest daughter is, she's going to be 20. So, you know, and my youngest is eight. So it will, you know, take me some time to be in that realm, you know, to experience that, uh, you know, grandparents, you know, grandparents uh, level. But I think it's so, like the Philippines, right? It's very normal for the, it's a very natural thing for Philippines to living to like three generations in one house, you know? And I, I, I think it's so cool because it's like as, as parents, we already learn a lot of mistakes. We already know a lot of things that we made mistakes. And so if we are there to take care of our grandkids and our, you know, our children are still growing and learning, you know, so as a grandparent, we, we already know like, okay, this is right. So they kind of skip already a lot of those learnings for themselves because you are there. So the things that, so you already know ahead. So it's like, they just skip, you know, so the growing is faster, I think, you know, when there is a parents, grandparents, and grandchildren living together. Yeah, because, I, I agree. Right? Yeah, that's definitely the ideal. And um, yeah, very, very much. I was very influenced by my maternal grandmother, mm -hmm. Nana, we called her. She mm -hmm. was living in my home when I was younger, which is a, probably the most important time, like till I was like uh, seven. Yeah, very influential. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think as also as grandparents, they have more like more because you already grow a little bit more. Then you have more patience and more love, and you know, compared to you know uh, your kids that are still you know twenties, you know, and you are like you know. So I, I felt experience, and we will have that experience from some heart, and that you know, three kinships that is talking about yeah i think i think that is important if the, if the all three can be you know we're living if, uh, together or nearby or somehow yeah have that give and take it's uh -huh, yeah nearby yeah that is like so close like oh i want to go to grandpa's house you know like every week <laughs> yeah. yeah so uh, yeah hopefully we'll be experiencing that more and more wow well we covered a lot of things i mean probably we're about to wind down I mean, I, I really appreciate, and you know, absolutely, your experience as a mother, homeschool, I'd love to have you on another time, you can talk about that. You know, I mean, that that's huge, especially, um, yeah, I mean, so many crazy things happening in the school system, and just in general, you wanna, you know, guiding your children, that's a great example, I think. So, I, I don't know, do you have any final thoughts? Um, yeah, I th it just, you know, just, just the kids, you know, I just hope that um, young people will, it's important for young people to prepare themselves and, you know, seek God within themselves. And because of that seeking, um, God can, you know, because it always says, seek ye first, you know, like, seek ye first the kingdom of God and everything will be added unto you, right? And for me, I, I was always my inspiration, like that's, I always keep that word. 
mm. when I, yeah, when I was, you know, when I was younger or when I was single and I so believe in that and I have so much, so many experiences that God just showed that to me that is so real in my life, you know, to seek God first, then everything will be given unto you. you know? Yes. I think that's Matthew 6, 43. Right. I love that verse myself. That's beautiful. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Seek first the kingdom and its righteousness. We, we need, need to do that. Wow. And by the way, um, do uh, for our listeners, subscribe to Daily Inspiration. If you haven't yet, you can go to our website, vision, V-I-S-I-O-N, root, R-O-O-T dot org, and uh, click on Daily Inspiration. Subscribe there. And you'll get scriptures six days a week. So that's good for, for everybody. Well, thanks, Lila. Okay. Well, right. I do really, really, really appreciate you coming on. And do join us uh, next week for part nine. Um, we'll have another great guest on. We had a variety of different guests on. Thanks, thanks again for uh, coming on. And You're welcome. Uh, I, thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, I'm your host, Richard Urban. And I'm coming to restore Carpers Ferry. So we'll, we'll see you next time and do be blessed.